Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Cars everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of five to six inches for $40. Seven to eight inches for $45. Nine to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. everyone, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at BeastCuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products, so they got the great one together, and they call it their magical beard oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So, with that said, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beard oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you want to go. BeastCuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast at beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. 
Thank you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today for the latest installment of Modern Heathen Man. Um, today we're going to be talking about a few different things, and I want to wish you, first of all, a happy Leif Erikson Day, or Leif Erikson Day, whichever you want to go by. Um, obviously we know who he is. He is the person who sailed west from the place where he was, exiled and sent someplace else, um, from Iceland to Greenland to the New World, and found America before Christopher Columbus. Who's week? No, it's tomorrow is his day. Oh, tomorrow's his day, sort of. Either way, happy Lee <laughs> Ferrickson Day. Um, so with all that said, um, I want to thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. I'm going to be with my wife Kelly today. Hello. And we will be talking to you about some stuff. So with all that said, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup, grab yourself some mead, grab yourself some coffee. Most of the country is getting cool. We're still nice and uh, warm down here, but a lot cooler than it's been. So grab yourself some coffee, some hot cocoa, some tea, whatever you'd like, and join us for Modern Heathen Man. All right, so let's jump into it today. It's going to be just talking a little bit today and going over some things that are going on and things like that and just really touching base with you. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the season that's coming up. We all know... Um, especially for kids, they're really getting excited right now. They're asking for costumes and things like that. We're getting ready for All Hallows' Eve or Halloween or Winter Findings, winter findings or Samhain or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I want to add this caveat to the whole thing. For some reason, and I don't know what, almost every religion views this time of year as a thinning of the veil between the world of the death and the world of the life. So with that said, I want to ponder about that a little bit. And, you know, especially in our path that we're on, we have a really good tie with those that have gone on before us and those that have paved the way for us to come, the ancestors. And the way we look at it from our point of view um, we always celebrate our ancestors. We always celebrate the things they give us. But at this time of the year, with the thinning of this veil, um, we feel them a little more in depth. We feel them a little more with us. We feel them a little more helping to guide us and help us through the things that we're needing help with. And we find ourselves in the midst of contacting them and doing the things, talking to them a little bit more and really acknowledging them as real as opposed to just in the back of our minds and not there. So with that, I want to talk about that a little bit and, you know, expound upon that a little. So um, for me, uh, my whole life I was taught that my ancestors were with me no matter what. They're the people that make us who we are. They're the people that give us the traits and everything that we have that determine what kind of a person we're going to be. Um, most of my life I was taught that, you know, my ancestors and the people that die in my life still are with us and still travel with us no matter where we go. And we've always had the ability to talk to them or be with them or just in general be around them. And they're always around us. So for me, it wasn't really anything like new or 
I don't want to say inspiring, but anything new or, or different for me when I joined um, this path. So I think that I think I was supposed to be on this path no matter what. That's why I've always called it like going home. But for me, it's been a normal thing. I don't know about Kelly. No, we weren't taught really anything like that. We were taught they go to heaven and that's pretty much it. You know, they're in heaven waiting, waiting for us, but there's not really any communication with them or anything or anything that they're still there with you all the time. It's just, they're up in heaven. That's right. all there is. And it's ironic that you mention that because, you know, even in the Bible, it talks about the dead seeing the living. Um, there's a portion in the Bible where Jesus is talking about a rich man and a poor man, and one of them goes to heaven and one of them goes to hell. And even the one in hell is asking to contact his family because he can see them and he wants them to know that this place is real. And he's not allowed to do that um, because there's a great expanse between the two, it said. But, you know, the Bible warns a couple times about looking for answers from your ancestors and looking to them for um, things in your life. So even the Bible says it's possible you know, for this to happen, and it tells you to be aware of it and beware of it, period. Um, so that's really strange because, I mean, it's in there. It's, it's just, you know, either way. So almost every religion on earth um, views, I don't want to say ghosts because that's a little hokey right now. Spirits. And, and even spirits is a little or hokey. souls? Yeah, I guess souls. Yeah, you know, every, every religion views a soul as something that comes back or can come back, or can remain, um, when you're gone, you know, so when your physical body is gone, you may or may not remain, and whatever they want to call that, they call that, you know, um, even the staunch religions that are, like, anti-everything, even in the Muslim faith, there is a spirit world, and a spirit that moves along, and a spirit that, you know, can stay and remain, and even haunt. I don't want to say haunt and be hokey again, but you get what I'm saying. Visit. So, visit, right, right. Because I don't think it's necessarily always a haunt, or like a haunt has this negative connotation where it's something's trapped here. It's something right. that's stuck here. Right. And, and will stay forever. I think it's more of a visit. Right. Where your ancestors may come and visit you, whether it's in a dream, whether it's, you know, like... You've had experiences where right. people have popped in and popped out really quickly right. just maybe to check on you, but you've seen them and yeah. or felt them around you. And, yeah, and yeah. It's it's not it's not a haunt. It's a visit. It's, right, it's right. a quick pop in, hey, I'm here, and, and back out. Yeah. But with that said, you know, this time of year is when we, we get together and we have some celebrations and stuff like that. You know, we, we really honor our ancestors and we really honor those around us. And I think this is an opportunity with everything that, you know, everybody shares. This is one of those things that everyone shares as an understanding. You know, I think at this point, it's it's a good place to open up a dialogue between, you know, the Christian people and our people and the other people and this people, you know, to really open up a dialogue and say, you know, we're not so different if, if you look at it. I mean, we, right. we have almost the same belief system, you know, when it comes to this specific thing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's a meeting place. And you know, now would be a good time to invite your, your friends over, you know, for a bloat to just honor the ancestors and honor those people that have gone before us. Um, our kindred is having a 
dressed like a Viking day for our little thing coming up on the 29th. And it should be fun. I mean, we're going to, you know, dress like Vikings and have a good time. But we're going to do an honest bloat. You know, the Viking thing is a costume for you to wear while you're there. And just honor, you know, that that piece of it. But in the same token, we're going to have a really serious bloat about, you know, our ancestors and stuff. So, um, and maybe even a feast for our ancestors. So. Yeah, I think we're going to do a feast. And then for us, personally... Um, I think on the 31st, which is the day we're actually going to b- celebrate Samhain in our household, mm-hmm. we're going to have a dumb supper. Right. We, we try that. to do that every year. Yeah, I was going to say, we've been doing that every year for the past few years, and it's, it's really nice. And so. if you're not sure what that is, it's basically where you have this whole dinner, and you do something seasonal, or you do something that's related to your ancestors, um, food-wise. So, like, I might make something that my grandmother made, or my grandfather made. Joe may make something that his grandfather or grandmother or ancestors made. And we we honor them in that way and we set a place for them. But while we're eating and while we're celebrating, venerating, we don't talk to each other. Right. You consider the ancestor that you're eating the thing that they would have made. Right. You know, you consider them and you remember them and you remember the times with them as you consume that, that down. Yeah. So this is something that we do to honor our relatives and things like that and it's one of the things I think where I want to incorporate this year and we have this weird thing that that we did um, a couple years ago in the town that we used to live in we found somebody's ashes in the cemetery and they were we took them to the police station we they took them back we took them again they took them back so this poor person has been neglected by her family and we took in her ashes. We actually have her ashes and yeah, we put her them in an urn. urn. Yep. And she sits in our living room and she's got this really pretty purple urn that we bought for her. Yep. And I kind of want to incorporate her into our festivities this year because I feel it's important. I feel like she needs to be celebrated and venerated right. and you know be part of somebody's family. Yeah, she travels around with us and we, you know, we put her outside in the summer for you know, for her to enjoy the summer and stuff like that, bring her in in the winter because it gets cold and we don't want her to get ruined or anything like that. Like, you know, she wasn't a, just a little plastic box, but we had to get her a really nice urn. So we got her a really nice urn and put her there and really honor her. And I know she's not my direct ancestor or anybody's direct ancestor here, but she deserves the honor and she doesn't deserve to be neglected. So. And we kind of feel like she's part of the family now. I mean, yeah. honestly, like she's there. She sits there. All the time, we look at her every day when we come in and out. Mm-hmm. She's right there. So it kind of feels like, you know, maybe your family didn't want you to be around, but we're we'll welcoming take you. In. Yeah, we'll take you in and you'll be our quasi-family for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We so. don't know much about her. We know her obituary. And right, she likes fishing. It. We know that. Yeah, well, well, you know that. You know, that's about yeah. We don't know much about her. We know where she was from, her name. But she had a couple kids. And she liked fishing. And she liked fishing. And that's yep. about really all that we know. But she kind of feels like she belongs here. Yep, definitely. So with that said, you know, we we have this opportunity this month to really, you know, have some fun with this and really bring out who we are and what we are and, you know, really help people understand that we do honor our ancestors, that it's not just, it's not ancestor worship. But it's ancestor veneration. It's and ancestor celebration. honor and celebration, right? Of their lives and what they've done for us. Not a worship because we don't, you know, worship them as whatever, but a veneration, definitely. 
Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, the state of the world right now is really not good. Um, we, we all know, and I'm not going to get into all that because I won't do politics or anything on here. But I will say that I've noticed that a lot of people more and more are seeing Hugin and Munin or the representation of Hugin and Munin following them, watching them, viewing them, seeing what's going on in the world in general. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that a lot more people are, um, I don't want to say opening up to the, the concept of it, but really starting to notice and take notice of the crows being there and the ravens being there and being observed by them and always in pairs, never alone, um, calling out, you know, and letting them know that they're being watched and so on and so forth. Um, even in my own life, I see this. No matter where I go, I, I'll sit there and all of a sudden a couple crows will come by or a couple ravens and they'll be looking at me and, you know, let me know they're there and they'll, they'll move on. But I don't know if um, you, as a listener, um, have had the same um, things happening, but more and more people are taking notice to it being there and it being something that they are commenting on and saying something about. Uh, I don't know about you, Kel. Um, not really. I'm inside too much, and, and my dealings are with people inside, like either right. at home or at work. You know, I, I, don't, I don't get to go outside too often. Right. Gotcha. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if people are, are seeing that, take notice of it. You know, let everybody know. Um, you're more than welcome to put it on Facebook. I think it would be really cool to have a little thread on there, on our group, on the Modern Heathen Man group of, uh, you know, crows that we may be seeing and stuff. And throw crow, sightings. Day. crow sightings. Crow sightings. <laughs> yeah. Human immune sightings throughout our day would be really cool. Um, the other thing I've noticed is a lot more, I don't want to say openness, but a lot more open sharing of heathen ways um, in normally closed type settings, you know what I mean? Like work, you know, a lot more people are sharing at different workplaces that they too are heathen or they too are, you know, pagan in some way. Or feeling open enough to, to at least let one or two people know. Right, right. And or even questioning it. I've had a lot of... Um, friends that I normally wouldn't talk to about it, talking to me about it, especially Christian friends, um, asking me about this or asking me about that, you know, and it always ends with, hmm, I didn't think it was like that, or I didn't think it was that, I thought it was something else. Um, in a good way, though, you know, in, in a really good way, like, not like, oh, you guys are weird, you know, this is the way it should be, and really less preachy and more interested, which is strangely odd. Well, for instance, I have I have a very dear friend that I've made, what, over the past three months uh -huh. that I work with, and he is very, very, very staunchly Catholic. I, I mean, I ride in the car with him sometimes. There's Marys all over the car. Right, right. There's sacred heart images all over the inside of the car. So he feels very protected, and he tells me that he meditates, which is really cool. You know, it's something that I don't often see from somebody who's Catholic. They say they say their prayers. They say they right. they do their ha their rosaries and stuff. He actually says he meditates. And he uses incense. So another friend of mine from work gave me a bunch of Palo Santo wood the other day. I was like, oh yes, this is great. And I felt I felt 
compelled to give him a piece of this of this Palo Santo wood. And he's like, what do I do with this? I'm like, you use it like incense. It's it's basically an incense. You, you can chop a little piece off, burn it like incense, and, you know, do that. And he's like, so what does it do? I said, it helps clarify. It helps focus your meditation. It helps with just the overall atmosphere of meditation because it's a sweet-smelling scent. It kind of breaks the, the tension of the room and everything. It kind of clarifies. He's like, I'm going to try this. And this coming from a very staunchly catholic person is quite the you know revelation the, the the quite the epiphany for him that he's going to go out and try something new he and i have talked about religion before never pushes religion on me now i don't push religion on him he's he's very curious about it he'll never change but he's very curious about it and that i was giving him a gift that was something that was outside of his wheelhouse basically was such something so different and unique and he was really appreciative of it and i don't think he would have been open to that if he didn't know who i was as a person i see a lot more of that um happening recently and a lot more of that going on around us and it's really it's really nice it's really i don't want to say enjoyable but it it brings a good air you know around when people are open and honest and willing to i don't want to say share religion but Definitely share, period, um, and not look at you strangely. But I think more and more it's becoming a little more common, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm really enjoying the idea of it being a lot more common. So, yeah. Well, that's honestly it for me. I just wanted to talk about a few things. Um, you're more than welcome to keep the conversation going on Modern Heathen Man on the Facebook groups. Um, join if you like. Check us out there. Um, I also have a Patreon if anybody's willing to... Do some Patreon stuff. I know it's really hard times right now. I understand, absolutely. Um, you can look me up on Modern Heathen Man on Patreon. Um, other than that, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Do you have anything else to add before we close? Um, tonight is a full moon. Oh, yes, and the meteor shower. And yeah. the meteor shower is tonight. And I found this, I, I this kind of goes with the full moon. I found this, and I shared this on our local Kindred page. Um, but I thought this was really cool. It's a little prayer to Mani for the full moon. I don't know if you saw this yet today. Yeah, yeah, I did okay. So I'd like to share this with everybody. Um, I'm not sure where it came from, but I'll share this with you. Hail Tamani, shimmering silver, flooding the dark night with white light blazing brilliant. You who appear in the evening, whole and holy on the horizon, on this night or day of all days, look down on me with blessings full and finished. Hail Tamani, perfect pearl of the sky. There you go. But you better hail the Sunni, too, because it's Sunni's day. It is Sunni's day. But you better hail the Sunni as well, because you're hailing Mani on Sunni's day. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. (laughs) But yes, hail Sunni either way on on Sunni's day. Um, And tonight we can hail Mooney for the full moon. Um, Also, the meteor showers tonight, if you want to take a take a. I'm excited about that, actually. It's been a while since we've actually been able to see a meteor shower. Yeah, it's always cloudy Um, where we are. Yeah, for some reason, whenever there's an astronomical event that we want to see, it's cloudy. Yep. So, So, and that's happened for the past, like, ten years. So, I'm actually, it's actually a clear day, and it'll be a clear night, I think. So, I think we'll actually might be able to see some meteors. And it'll be a nice full moon. It's really close. It's really big. So we'll enjoy that. Also, Jupiter's its closest tonight. Yes. So we'll be able to enjoy that as well. So get out there. 
get some stuff done, get a bonfire going, and have a small bloat, have a small sumble at your house, whatever get you like. Get your moon water ready if that's get something you Get your moon water do. ready, yeah, if you do the moon water thing, or your moon bath ready if that's something you do as well. Um, get all those things ready and waiting for you, and just have a good time. I mean, just really celebrate the ancestors, celebrate yourself, celebrate your heathenry, and get stuff going. So I want to thank you all for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. I want to hail Sunni Day and Sunni Day. I want to hail you for wanting to be a better heathen. I want to hail all the people out there that are doing the things each and every day to help us make our time better. And I want to hail the ancestors for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. One of the most important things for our rituals when we get together is, of course, the mead. Mead is a mix of things that we put together. We can add fruit to it. It could be just honey, so on and so forth, but we use it every single time. I make my own mead. I know what kind of a sacrifice it takes to make, all the work involved in it, all the time involved to let it do what it needs to do, for it to set properly, for it to age, and all the good things that make mead good. When we're out looking for meat, it's really hard to find a good meat because meat takes a lot of effort to make, a lot of time, a lot of understanding. And you can make just a regular meat, but it doesn't always taste good. And those people that make meat understand what I mean. Those people that drink meat really understand what I mean. So when we're heathens and we're looking for meat, one of the things we want to look for is somebody that understands the gods, understands what is needed for our rituals, for our kindreds, somebody that also holds frith with the ancestors, the gods, and the Ein Yar. Friends, if you're looking for someone like that, I have found a place for you. It's called Ravenwood Meadery. They are both heathen. They are a heathen-run business. And just like you and me, they take pride in their mead and what they do. They hold frith continually with the gods and the ancestors. They produce a really good product with fruits in it, spices in it, and just plain old ordinary mead. They also have horns and other things available, and they're always running specials. You can find them at ravenwoodhuntsville.com if you'd like, and they are a great place. Let me tell you, some of the best mead comes from them, and I know that for a fact because they hold frith. If you're looking for mead today, you can find them on line on Facebook under Ravenwood Meadery or you can look them up online under Ravenwoodhuntsville.com and get their mead list. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing. Heathens helping heathens build their businesses is what it's all about. I want to thank you guys for joining me for this small little commercial and tell you to have a great day.